0: Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message.
1: Good deal. You know, um, have you all ever noticed that there's very few constants in life, things that stay the same? You know, we're in an ever-changing world. I mean, just look at every day, it's different. The other day, my wife um, sent me a text. Would you stop? She knew I was in town. Would you stop by Brahms? Thank God we husbands have iPhones that we can see not only what to get, but we get pictures, and sometimes we can get aisle numbers. And so I had this this photograph of a half gallon of ice cream in a blue carton. It says, vanilla, bean, sugar-free ice cream. Would you pick up a gallon of ice cream? I said, Sure. So I go in Brahms there, and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Can't find it. And so I looked at all the cartons that had blue. That's what my focus was. And so I couldn't find it, so I asked the manager, I said, I'm trying to find this vanilla bean ice cream, sugar-free. He said, we don't make that anymore. I said, really? He said, yeah, we make a different version. It's changed. It's vanilla bean, vanilla sugar-free. No beans to it. Amen? And it's in a purple box. So, anyways, I got it. But, you know, during COVID, so many things that I liked got changed. Can't get them anymore. So, we I mean, everything around us is changing. You know, nothing is like it used to be. I mean, look at the weather. (laughs) I mean, Lord have mercy. You know, they say if you live in Amarillo, Texas, uh, you can have four seasons in one day. I think we have eight sometimes. I mean, you go from 102 one day to 60 the next day, I can't handle that kind of change. That's too fast. Blowing wind, snowing in Colorado. I mean, it may be snowing in Florida next year. Who knows? Crazy weather. I mean, look at the political world. Look at the world. It's changing. Things are changing dramatically. You know, nothing's like it used to be. Remember that, oh, you know, it seemed like decades ago that nothing ever changed much. Oh, we might change styles, you know, where women would. I mean, I'm wearing the same style I've been wearing for the last 40 years. Oh, my styles don't change much. But, I mean, women do. Oh, years ago, Lynn had these sunglasses, great big sunglasses, called Ted Lapidus. And she just happened to say save, She saves everything. My theory is if you don't use it in six months, throw it away. But she saves everything. And so they could. They come out these new ones like and look just like it. she said I used to have a pair like that. so when she found the pair see it's revolving. things got to stay can't stay constant because they can't sell anything. you got the same pair of jeans all the time they, they can't change. It's just like but nowadays it seems like everything's in super speed. It's just fast 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 fast. you, you buy a, uh, iPhone, you buy anything. And, you know, two days later, it's out of date, new technology. You know, we trade cars probably every couple of years, and uh, Luann's 2020 model, it took me six months to learn all the little gadgets on it. And so we got a 22, you know, same style, same body, same make, same motor, everything, but they got all these new gadgets. Luann calls, She's said, now I drive a computer, not a car and I, I i've been trying to figure things there's things on there still haven't figured out and you know they used to they give you the keys you dr- jump in drive off nowadays you got to spend a half an hour with a salesman so you can go through all the little buttons bells and whistles and then you still you by the time you drive off you forgot the first one and you got to look it up in the man things are just changing you know we're we're in a constant we change too you know um Remember a few months ago, they had this deal on Facebook, the ten, 10 year challenge. You put a picture of yourself now, and ten years ago, you know I was afraid to do that. I mean, <laughs> I know I changed radically in ten years. I don't. My wife hasn't, but we change, and we our opinions change. You know, I I never liked coffee, never liked coffee. And oh uh, and always try drink coffee with me. Drink coffee. With me. I don't. I hate coffee. I hate the smell of it. Two worst smells besides the hogs and the dogs is coffee and bacon. I mean, they'll make me puke worse than dogs. I don't like to smell them. And so I never drank coffee, but she said, we went to Starbucks one time and I got a mocha. Man, I love mochas. <laughs> I I know they got some bad things about Starbucks, but I ain't going to be one protesting them now until somebody comes out with one that matches their mocha. I'm sorry I'm not changing come on <laughs> my wife hates change I love change but I'm not gonna change mochas I, I tried the other brands they ain't as good I want them tasting like hot chocolate I tried this one one place here in town and I loved it until I got Starbucks and I thought this tastes like coffee and it says it's supposed to it's got coffee I don't want it to taste like coffee want not taste like hot chocolate but I want a little kick in it, you know. I want some espresso. All right? But we're changing. Our opinions change. You know, we're in this ever-changing world that, that, that nothing seems to change. I mean, everything seems to change except maybe your mate. You say, well, he never does change. He never does change. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17, I'll, I think it's self-amplified, says, In the same way God in his desire to show to the heirs of the promise, The unchangeable nature of his promise. The unchangeable nature of his promise. Of his purpose, I'm sorry. He says, he guaranteed it with an oath that by two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, which is impossible for God to lie. You know, God is, he says, I'm unchangeable. You can't, I don't change. In this world that changes every single solitary second, as human beings, we change every day, somewhere or another. You, you got cells that die, and, and that's why you're losing hair, and that's why you're getting wrinkled because you got cells dying. Amen. We're changing, but God says, "I'm unchangeable. My purpose is unchangeable. His purpose for you is not changed. His purpose, His divine calling for your life, is not changing. It's the same. He's about two unchangeable things. Things besides God being unchangeable, God said, "I got two things that'll never change. One is is my promises. The word unchangeable means it cannot be altered. You can't change it. It can't be revised. It can't be uh, modified. In other words, God says He has this nature, His character, His His personality, Who He is. He said it's unchangeable. I, I can't change. It. I'm just God." So what cannot be altered and what cannot be modified what cannot be revised or changed? His promises. Second Corinthians says all the promises of, of God are yes and amen. God doesn't give you a revised version for 2022. He don't change it every five years or every year like we change models of cars and TVs and cell phones. His, his <laughs> zero year of writing things, <laughs> it's the same. It hasn't changed. And he says his oath is not changed. An oath is a sworn promise. Well, if God promised it in His Word, God's not going to change His promise to you. Amen. If God says, "Promise He will rebuke if you be a tithe, if you tithe," if God says, "I will rebuke the devourer for your sake," I will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. You don't have enough room to receive it. If He says that, God can't change. He vowed that. He vowed that to you. You know, if God said, "I will never leave you nor forsake you." God will never leave you. If God says, you know, if you sow seed, I'll increase it. If God says, you know, if you need deliverance, I will deliver you. You need healing, I will deliver you. God doesn't change that. That's a promise in the Word of God. So if God promised all these things, you know, how can you be sure of it? Well, one thing God says, it's impossible for me to lie. You know, isn't that hard to believe that uh, even God can't lie? You know, we lie. You lie. I'm sorry. You know, a little white lie is a lie. <laughs> Your wife puts on a dress, and you, she says, honey, how do I look? And you say, you look beautiful, but you think it's something else. You ain't going to dare say what you think. She cooks you a good meal, and, you, and she says, it tastes good, honey. Oh, yeah, it's the best meal I ever had. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Come on. Watch out. I got home cooking coming on. Yeah, it, it's hard to believe that, that, oh, God can't lie. But somewhere in our pea brain mentality, we think, well, you know, maybe He didn't really mean what He said He meant. Maybe that's not. Maybe that's not the way he said it. That's why I like to get back in the Greek and see what, what he really said. You know, God not only does, he can't lie, but it's, um, he says, I cannot change. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 says, I am the Lord, I do not change. Can you imagine somebody that doesn't change? I'm not, I'm not talking about outward appearance, but I mean, who you are. Who you are. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm changing all the time. My, my opinions, my values, my thoughts, uh, my purposes, my uh, goals, everything changes in me. God says, I cannot change. It's impossible for me to change. You know, two things that God cannot do. One, he says it's impossible for God to lie. Second, he cannot change. He cannot change. You know, I love John or 1 John 5, 14. You know, I think one reason that we think God changes is because we have no confidence in him. See, I know, know most of you pray or probably all you pray. And you believe in God for something. If you believe in God for something, David, just raise your hand. So you, you believe in God. You're praying for something, somebody, your finances, your body, your something. You're praying for something. And you wonder, you know, you know, I don't know if God's really going to answer me. You know, that's because you lack confidence. See, if you knew that God's promises would never change, if you knew his word would never change, if you knew he would never change, if you knew if God says, you know, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you if you really believe that, do you expect God would really do it? Well, see, I think that's where we are missing because we don't really think he will do it. We, You know, sometimes our prayer is like, like throwing darts at a dartboard. And if we, if we get really lucky or get the right person praying for him, we might hit the bullseye. But most of the time we hit these outer rings. And we wonder why God doesn't answer prayer. And it's not because God doesn't want to. It's, it's not God's will to. Because First John 5, 14 says, this is a confidence. See, confidence is belief. Confidence is trust. Confidence means I know he will. This is a confidence I have in him. That If we ask anything, anything, I mean, that opens up everything, don't it? If we ask anything, but here, here's the catch. According to his will. See, you got to pray with confidence. It's God's will. So let me ask you. If it's is it God's will, if you're here today, you need healing in your body. I don't care if you've had it 55 years. I don't care how long you've had it. I don't care if it's a genetic deal. If it's God's will to heal you, how do you know it? Did not Jesus heal everybody he came, came in contact with? Did he say he sent his word and healed us? Did he say by his stripes you were healed? Past tense. See, it's easy to believe that God can forgive us for our sins, but sometimes it's hard to believe that God will heal us from an an infirmity or sickness because sometimes we think, well, we we brought it upon ourselves. We deserve it. This is confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You know, people say, well, I don't know if God really hears me. Well, are you praying the will of God? If you are, God says, I will hear you. He's unchangeable. He can't change that word. He can't revise it for the, for the 21st century. He says, not only if he hears you, he says, if I hear you, I know you prayed according to my will, and if I hear you, I will do what I said I'll do. I'll give it to you. Jesus said this way. He said, if you abide in me, stay hooked up with me. See, we, we don't stay hooked up sometimes. If you abide in me and my words, but here's where it really hits the road, that words fall away. We, we we stay hooked to Jesus but that word that was taught, that word that we heard, that faith that got stirred up, we dropped away because we didn't see an immediate answer. See, God wants you to have confidence in Him. In John chapter 14, if you want to turn that on, just read you a few passages. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said to the disciples, Now remember, this is right after Jesus had the last supper, the disciples, and he was trying to trying to comfort him by telling him, you know, I, I'm going away, I'm, and I'm going to my father's house. There's many mansions there, and, and, and they, you know, they kind of all uptight because they know Jesus is going to leave them for some reason or another. And he's, he's got to go down on the cross, and, but he knows the final outcome. Is he's going to come out of the grave in three days. So he's trying to cover him, And so he says, they want to know where you going and how can we know the way. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life and nobody comes to the Father except through me. Very familiar scripture. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Now watch this. He, he says, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. See, I want, to build a, I want you to build a relationship with the Father God right now because you can't separate Jesus from the Father. He said, if you had known me, and they'd been with him, he said, you should have known my Father. Let me say the same thing about you. If you know Jesus... If they know you, they all know Jesus. Amen. They don't. If they know you, the real you inside, they all know Jesus. What Jesus looks like. He said, "If you know me, you would know my Father, and from now on you will know him and have seen him." And Philip said, "Lord, show us the Father. It's sufficient for us." Well, you know, back the Bible says that no man can look upon the Father. Remember when they put the the ark in the or the the in the Behind the Holy of Holies, you, you couldn't go in there. God is holy. You can't look upon holy. God, God can't see sin. God sees sin. And no man can look upon God. But he says, you know, if you know me, you would have seen the Father. You could have saw who he is. Now, we can't, I had no mental picture of what God looks like. He's not no old white-haired man sitting on throne with long white hair. That's not, that's not who God is. God is everywhere. He's, he's, you can't describe God. You know, the Bible says God has hands, God has eyes, or God, God has a mouth, he speaks. You know, God has the same divine nature we have, and you're created according to his image. If you know me, you will have seen the Father. Watch this. Oh. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father is, is sufficient for us. And Jesus said, have you been with me so long yet you have not known me, Philip? He, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Can you say, show us the Father? You know that, he goes on down in verse 12. And when I got revelation of John 14, 12, you know you can read the word over and over and over, and I'm sure you do, a lot of you. And it's just like sometimes I like reading the word on pages. But every now and then something just, man, just pow, like that, I see it. See, you can have word not head nods of the word. And it won't do you any good. But it's gotta be through revelation. See, revelations let you see in the spiritual realm and see and perceive things the way God sees them. And God wants you to be able to see things as He sees them. And so I'm, I'm reading John 1412. Actually it's right before camp meeting one year. And I got so excited about John 1412. I'd read, I memorized it, I knew it. But it just never did, I never did grasp it, I guess. He says, he, he says to his disciples, he said, these works I do. Well, the works there, he, he's talking about the healings and miracles and, and deliverances and raising people. He said, these works I do, you will do also. And I thought, I can't, I can't believe That's hard to believe. You mean we can do the same thing Jesus did? We, 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 can, we can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. We can cast out demons, they'll leave. We, we can even raise the dead. We can do these miracles. That's what Jesus said. And he's speaking from the heart of the Father who's, who's unchangeable. He says, and not only you can do these, but he says, and greater things will you do because I go to the Father. He said, he, he, he said guys, these things you've been, we've been doing all these times, you've been with me? He said, you can do greater things. Greater things than these. How can you do things? I mean, that's beyond my imagination to raise somebody from dead. Been dead four days. He says you can do something greater. They can be plumbed back to dust. I believe you. Got, if you got enough faith, they come out of the, back from the dust. Come on, let's get real today. Well, I can't believe that, Pastor. Well, Jesus believed it. Or he wouldn't have said it. Greater things shall you do, because I go to the Father. I'm not going to leave you. Verse sixteen says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. He's leaving. He said, I'm not going to just abandon you, but I'm going to send you, watch this, I'm going to send you another helper. Another helper. Uh, he may not look like me in the physical, but he's, he may not look like the father in the physical, but he's just like the father. He's got the same power, come on, and authority and dominion as the father God has. And he's not going to be up for me in heaven. He's going to be where? Inside you. And you know, after this book, Acts happens, uh, chapter two, they all got filled with the Spirit. Come on, I'm gonna tell you today: if you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, you're powerless. You're powerless. Your faith level will be like this all your life. You got to have that to get up here. Come on, I'm I'm, I'm, t- I'm preaching to you right now. You got to have. There's something about the Holy Spirit inside you. If you'd ever get Revelation where it says that you are the temple of the living God, that there is a living God inside you. And it's not a, a person you can feel, but it's his spirit. It's a voice that you can hear. It's an anointing that can come through you. Come on. So I, I got revelation this, and when we begin to see this, I saw, we saw so many miracles, so many miracles. The first year we was in this church here, we saw five terminal cancer patients healed. You were here, Shirley. Dennis is his name. Remember Dennis? Dennis came down on New Year's Eve. We had a prophetic service on New Year's Eve. He came down. He said, Pastor, pray for me. He said, I've been to the doctor there. I've got terminal cancer. I said, just got a few months to live. My lungs are consumed with cancer. And I said, you will live and not die. That's what my words was that night. You'll live and not die. And I, I, I prayed for him. He Went to the doctor next week. Remember this? They cut him open all the way down his chest here. And they opened him up. And they, said they had MRIs, they had x-rays, they had tissue from biopsies. They opened him up. And they said, there's something wrong here. These lungs are, look like a baby's lungs. They're they pure. There's nothing wrong. They, they're perfect. Amen. <laughs> he moved to Eastland, Texas. I talked to him 10 years after he left here. I said, How are you doing? He said, I'm doing great. No more cancer. Every time I go to the doctor, they say, You clean. You are clean. You are clean. Amen. And he was just one of, one of five that first year. We've seen blind healed. We've seen crippled healed. We've seen heart conditions. You know, the first creative miracle I saw, if you read verse 13, it says, You said these, I mean, I'm getting excited now. He <laughs> said these things you'll do also, and greater things. Ask me anything, and I will do it for you. That word do, I looked it up one time in Greek. It means create it, create it. God said, ask me something. If it doesn't exist, come on, I'll create it. The first first miracle I saw, me and Louie ever saw in our lives. We prayed for a little Hispanic boy that was two years old that was born without a hip socket, couldn't walk. They had x-rays. They had all kinds of x-rays. We prayed for him one night, went to the hospital the next day. It took more x-rays to make sure the dimensions were right to build his artificial hip. They said there's something wrong here. Take more x-rays because this little boy has a hip socket and joint. In 24 hours, come on. God said, if you'll ask me, I'll, if you just ask me, I'll create. That's, that's, that's a guy that cannot change. Come on. I ain't into a me- message yet. That's why I'm excited. My message today is a question for you. Is Jesus really the same today? Is he really the same? Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. He's the same today. He'll be the same forever. That's unchangeable. It's like God. Completely unchangeable. I remember I got so excited about that scripture. First time I read it, I hadn't been saved maybe six months. I thought, man, Jesus is the same today. Just like the one I'm reading about in the Bible, the miracles. He's the same today. He's the same today. I got so excited. I was working on a ranch and, and wasn't making a lot of money, but I went down. I wanted to talk to people about Jesus. So I had some business cards printed up. Had my name and phone number on one side. On the back had Hebrews 13 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't have many of them cards I hand out, But one of the coolest things, we were uh, on vacation one time when the girls were in high school, a little place called Huatucco, Mexico, down there on the very, very border next to Guatemala on, on the Pacific side. And they, they took an old town. Actually, they, the story of it was, they, it's called Santa Cruz, which is the, the the saint of the cross. Because back in the 18th century, an old man came out of the ocean there, and he carrying a little cross with him, he'd been shipwrecked. And so you know how Catholics do, they make saints out of everything. So the name of this little town, Santa Cruz. And years later on, the tourist deal in Mexico, they built this little town. It was a replica of an old Mexican village. Plaza and all the stores around it, they looked really old. It looked like it was built in 1800s, but it was brand new buildings. And it had stores and restaurants and things and the plaza, but up on the hill, they had this huge church. And so we walked up there one day, and they took part of that cross, and it's in that, ch- that church. The other part of it is in the Vatican. And this church is beautiful. I mean, it's, it's elaborate. Oh, I don't know if it's real gold painted or, or paint or what, but it, beautiful paintings and things. The biggest picture of Virgin Mary is in there. And so they got all these people in there walking around looking at different things. And they actually have mass there on Saturday nights. And up there where the stage was, the pulpit, they had it roped off with this big gold rope. And I thought, man, I think I'll just go up there and preach. And so Lynn said, you can't do that. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going up there. So I stepped over that rope. And I get up there, and they had a pulpit. And I didn't really preach, but I was wanting to. And I didn't want to get thrown in jail in Mexico, but anyways... I look up above me. It had this big dome, and it was beautiful painting. And it had these angels flying around the world and, and all kinds of things. And it, was, it had a, a message in, in Spanish, and it says, Jesus Christ, in Spanish, the same yesterday, the, today, and forever. See, but is he really the same? You know, most of us, we, we, we think about Jesus. We think about a guy in a robe and sandals and long brown hair and mustache and beard and uh, beautiful eyes and uh, uh, great personality, kind, compassionate. We had this, this picture of him walking around on this earth over 2,000 years ago. We've seen paintings and images and different things. What do y'all look like? But, you know, we can all probably agree we should agree that the Bible's really true. I know there's some of you, you got this analytical mind, well, maybe maybe that cripple wasn't really crippled. Maybe he just sprained his ankle and he just got better all of a sudden. Or maybe that blind guy wasn't really blind, maybe uh, something else happened. Or maybe, you know, we have all these maybes about the Word of God, but he's unchangeable. He's the same. And you know, we we read about how Jesus turned the water into wine. They, well, you know, maybe that's just a parable type deal and and just wasn't really a miracle, but the Bible says it was the first miracle Jesus ever did. What's a miracle? It's a supernatural thing. See, miracles ought to be everyday life for a believer. Really. There's I, I know people that that miracles just follow them all all the time. Jesus said. If you're a believer, these signs shall follow you. These signs shall show you. They lay hands on sick. They'll cast out demons. They'll raise the dead. These signs shall follow you who believe. Well, who's behind you? What's your, what's your um, resume? <laughs> well, Pastor, I, I never seen anybody get healed except the church. And I don't know if they really got healed. Or maybe it's just an emotional deal. See, we just discount who he is today. But your life will never be, if you ever get the concept and revelation that he's the very same Jesus walked the earth 2,000 years ago. No, he's not going to come in here with sandals and not that he can't and a robe, but he's here. Did you realize the Holy Spirit's right here right now? Right here. I mean, he's filled this place right now, the, the Holy Spirit. And no matter what, what condition you have right now, no matter what your situation is, God can change it. God can change it. Because he's all-powerful. All, he has all authority. He has all dominion. But you're going to have to see him as the same instead of a, a fairytale figure back in the Bible that you learned back in Sunday school. You got to see it. You know, so was the blind man really healed? Was the cripple really made to walk? Were the lepers really cleansed? But what about Lazarus? You know, you know Pastor, surely... After four days, you know, I, I know enough about medical technology that after four days, they begin to, to, their bodies begin to swell, and be, they begin to stink, and, and blowflies begin to blow in there, and, and maggots get in there. I know that, uh, you know, I don't think it really happened. You know, I, I want to believe it, but no, I, I just I, yeah, no. He's the same. He's the same. See, he, he didn't build that for his resume. He built it for yours that you might believe. Amen? You know, we, I've tried to rebuke the wind <laughs> every day in the panhandle. But I ain't going to quit. One day it's going to listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have revelation. I got that authority. Amen? Amen. You know, there's things we just can't understand in the Bible. You know, how did Jesus feed 5,000? That's with just a few loaves. A few fish bread. I mean, I remember in Uganda, uh, we had Children's Day one day, and we had 150 kids, I think, showed up. And so we, they wanted to get a, Pastor Henry said, so We got to go pick up the birthday cake that we ordered. So we go to this market. <laughs> he comes up with this cake about this big. This big. And I guess that's all they could afford. And you know, if we'd known, we would have bought a bunch of those cakes or bought a big one. Because we knew there there's 150 kids, feed. we that morning or that afternoon, they the ladies took knives, they cut them into they little bitty pieces like this, little bitty teensy weensy pieces, and gave every little kid a little teensy weensy piece there, and they fed up all that cake, and the kids were so excited just to get one little bite, but can you imagine just a little boy carrying a basket with a with two or three fish, and a couple of loaves of bread. And Jesus said, bless it and multiply it and feed them all. Why? Because he's Jesus. He's the son of God. God's in him. God is with him. He said, I only do the things I see my father doing, and I saw my father in the spirit feeding these people because he's hungry. There's a need here. I I I saw in the spirit my God doing it, my father God. And I heard I only do what my father says to do. My father says, feed them. They're hungry and the natural. Feed them something. You've been feeding the Word, but give them some substance. And so they did it. And they had the little boy that sold, sold them. He got more back. Come on. They fed them all. They were full, the Bible says. See, we, we, we can all agree that, that Jesus did these things on earth, or you want to believe it. But we can believe that he's the one that's coming back on a white horse. We want to believe that because that's eternity. If we, if we don't die before the rapture comes, before Jesus comes again, we want to believe that He's going to really come back and get us out of this hell basket of the world that we're in right now. We can believe that He's the same then, and we can believe that He's the same. He was 2,000 years ago, on Earth, but why is it we have such a hard time believing He's the same today? Why, why is it? He said, I, can't, I cannot lie. You know, I'm the same today. May the 21st, 2022, I'm the same as I was 20,000, 22 years ago. The same. You know, there's things that, that look so alike you can't tell them apart. You can't tell the real from the fake. I do business ranchers down in New Mexico there, and they had twin brothers, both redhead. And until a few years ago, I mean, if they're standing side by side, I've known them for years. I've known them since of these little boys, the best of the daddy. And uh, I never could tell them apart. I look at him, and look at him, look at them, I study them, and I couldn't find nothing on them in their face, the same build, same height. They, they are identical twins. Can't tell them apart. They look so much like, You know that we have so many knockoffs today. You don't you don't know what's real and what's not real. You can go pay fifty dollars for a Rolex and it's fake. Looks just like the fifty thousand dollar one. You can go buy a three thousand dollar Louis Vuitton purse for five dollars on eBay. Looks just like the real one. I don't know how to tell them part. You you can get fake counterfeit bills. They look so much like it it takes a Uh, especially to tell what's real and what's not real. See, but here's what makes things different is that, oh, somewhere there's a difference. You know, that $50 Rolex you bought off a guy in a big raincoat pulled out of his pocket here. It looks just like the real thing. Maybe may even have diamonds on it. looks like gold. But without taking it to a, a jeweler and finding it real, just look, take, pop the back off. It's either got the Rolex movement in it or battery. I don't know about the purses. And the only way I can tell the Johnson boys apart nowadays is Justin got in the horse action. He got a big scar across his cheek. I don't have to say, are you Justin? I know it's Justin. See, that word, when you say Jesus Christ, it's the same. That word same. It means identical in all aspects. This means that Jesus is identical today as he was 2,022 years ago. Identical. There's nothing changed about him. There's nothing different about him. His will hadn't changed. His word hadn't changed. His power hadn't changed. His power hadn't diminished. It means he still has authority here through the believer. Did you know that he gave you... a authority here on this earth. Tried to give it to Adam, but Adam gave it away. He probably gave away too just because of unbelief. That's why you, your prayers don't get an answered. you pray in unbelief. But here's 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 the problem that I think that we have struggling with this deal about Jesus being the same today is that most of you probably got Jesus in this box. And you feel like, well, you know, I I believe that thing about yesterday, and um, I sort of believe and want to believe about tomorrow, but you know I I just can't really believe that that you know he's been dead for two thousand years. I I can't believe that you know that he's still the same. I I believe he's in heaven. I believe he's at the right hand of the Father. Oh, I believe that when I pray in His name, that 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 it perks His ears up. But uh, you know I don't I don't really know if I believe all the miracles the Bible says because you know I've even heard. Preachers and, the- and theologians say, well, you know, maybe that's not really the way it was. Or maybe you just can't conceive it and believe it. The Bible says all things are possible to those who what? Believe. Believe. See, somehow we need to get our believing up, folks. And that comes from getting in the Word. But mostly it comes from being intimacy with the one. He says, if you, if you want to know who my Father is, you know me, you've seen it, you've seen him, you've heard him because we're the same. Same thing with the Holy Spirit inside you. You know, I believe he's coming again. I really do. I, I know this. I don't think, let me just, I want to talk about Jesus being the same. just had this thought. A couple of years ago, we, I, I preached in a huge church in Kenya is in a very, very wealthy. You know, we think about Africa. We think about poverty and little babies with their bellies swollen up and people living in grass huts, but there's parts of Africa that's, uh, it'll blow your mind to the wealth there. I mean, we were in a neighborhood where there multi-million dollar houses. We sold roses and and, um, Mercedes and all the high-dollar cars. Big, a lot of wealth. There's a church there where with the pastor very well, she's built it there in that part of town. And you go in there, and it's a beautiful church maybe the most beautiful church I've ever been in my life. I don't know if it's, I can't remember if it sees 5,000 or 7,000, but it's big. The vice president of Kenya goes to church there, and they've got a huge balcony, and they've got TVs as big as this wall nearly bigger than that one, all over screens they've got i think a hundred people on a worship team got about 50 people on a dance team i mean they do church there. It's church and dressy i mean here i am an old cowboy from west texas and i'm i'm preaching this church there and they they wearing armani suits and designer dresses i didn't see anybody underdressed did you in not a single person and I'm in a pair of sense jeans and boots and a sense shirt. And going to church that morning, I, I, here's why you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit because God desires to speak to you. Can he speak to you that Well, yes, he can. But it's so much clearer when you hear the voice of God, and you begin to recognize. It. And we're going to church there that morning, and I heard, uh, heard God say, there's, some, there's a lady there that has uh, terminal cancer. And I saw in a vision, I saw this woman, and she had on this blue, not just a blue, a royal blue dress and white. It's kind of a print type deal. And so uh, he said, I heard God say, I'm going to heal her today. And so here I am, first time I ever preached this church there, and I felt pretty intimidated by how I looked and all that, how I preached. (laughs) And so I, I said, there's... I described the lady to you. Before I described her, I, I kind of looked around, you know. I thought, I, I, got, I want to see her. I'm looking, I didn't see her. And so I gave the word. I said, There's a lady here with a royal blue dress with white on it. You have cancer and, and it's terminal. God wants to heal you today. If you'll come down here, I want to pray for you. And <clears throat> so I, the altar call was going, nobody came. Man, I'm getting nervous. Kept looking. I'm looking in the balcony trying to see somebody. who has got this dress on. Nobody, nobody. And I turned back towards where Sister Teresa was seated and looked at her like, what, you know what I do now? And she kind of did her head this way. I looked back. And here comes this lady, exactly like I saw in the vision, exactly dressed. <laughs> and I said, do you have cancer? She said, yes, I've got ovarian cancer. And I said, you believe God's gonna heal you? I do today. I believe He is. He wouldn't He wouldn't give you that word if He's not gonna heal me. And so I, I don't I quit praying for sick. You know, I never saw what Jesus prayed for sick. I'm sorry. It sounds good. Let's pray for the sick. He says, heal the sick. So I just laid hands on her. That's what Jesus did. And I just said, Cancer, you ain't no legal right being be in this lady's body. God done told me about you. So I command you in Jesus' name leave right now, every cell, to die and leave her body right now, in Jesus' name. And I turned over, and there was two other ladies. Both had on royal blue dresses. <laughs> Not the ones I saw in the vision, but one had a, it was a kind of a, what do you call it, plaid type, it white and blue. And the other one, it was real, just royal blue. And so I walked over to the first, and I said, do you, do you have cancer in your body? She said, yes, I've got ovarian cancer. I said, God's going to heal you. I believe that. I believe it. I didn't tell her it wasn't the dress I saw. So I just did the same thing to her. Walked over the next lady there and I said, she had the royal blue dress on. I said, do you have cancer in your body? She said, yes. I said, where at? She said, right up here. She put my hand up here. It's the size of a grapefruit. And I said, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, be gone. <laughs> it's like somebody stuck a knife in and just went down immediately. <laughs> Sister Teresa told me later, she said, the first lady called down. I watched her walk down. It took her forever. I saw her come in from the side there. I don't know if she's coming out of the balcony or where, but she said she could hardly walk. You tell she's in so much pain, but she said, well, I, I watched her, she left, and she was just hitting a trot. But here's, here's the Jesus is the same. Jesus is the same. It's nothing I can do or you can do. It's the Holy Spirit inside you. The same one, just like the Father and Jesus in the flesh is inside you. This guy comes down, and he's got on a navy blue suit. It's very expensive, made, probably custom made. Had on a red bow tie, black guy, and had white hair. Big, big guy. Near as big as Kenneth. And I said, Oh, what's wrong with you? He said, I was in an automobile accident and um, my arm is paralyzed on my right side. I said, Really? He said, Yes. Been several years. And so I said, Oh, I, had him, I was touching him right here. And the guy had big arms like Kenneth. And I, I said, Oh, raise your right hand. I said, I can't. I can't. So I grabbed it. When I grabbed it, it's about this big, it just shriveled up to nothing. And I raised it up. And they had all the cameras on him. You can see it on TV where he's in the back of the I raised it up. I said, All right. I took my hand off it. And, and I raised it up again. I said, Now hold it up there. I said, he's the same. Jesus heals. Jesus heals. I know he heals. So I, re- I held it up again. Okay. I said, now hold it. He went. If you ever heard 7,000 people shout, I'm going to tell you what, he's no different today. May the 21st, 2022, he was then. Amen? Let's just, let's just stand there.
0: Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media, like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.